we're gearing up to sue um, to enforce the FOIA request. And about that time, along came the, the affidavit secretary, I'm sorry, Mr. Austin, and uh, a whole lot of other people, the entire cabinet, effectively. And um, to our very much surprise, we came to find that, that all of the affidavits for the oath of office as required by law, 5 U.S.C. 3331 and 3332, they were all either defective or missing entirely. The judges are in on this, right? And the attorney generals, they know that there's no oath to be had because it's all written in fiction, so it says nothing. So the words that they're using are dead. They know this, right? They've seen the videos in the courtrooms. The, the attorney general's office and the Department of Justice have all been in the courtrooms with me, so they know exactly what's going on. Right? They know that there are no words here. They know that there's no government. And these people that are talking are just leading the, the blind of the, of the general public who don't have knowledge that the United States government ceased to exist in 1999. At least one of them said, hey, maybe even Trump's illegitimate. Well, yes, they all are because you have to follow the continuance of the evidence which would lead to the, to the law of the flag. And this is what David and I did, which was so valuable. So valuable is we we were able to time it and claim the flag so nobody else could set terms of rules. So what does this mean in a practical sense? I mean, it sounds like they're imposters. Well, this is the, the funny part. You could expect that maybe somebody forgot to have their, their oath of office notarized. Because that's really where we see the common defect. But not have the entire cabinet's oath of office completely missing. Now, these are required by law. It, it, how else would we prove there is a duty of this person serving this role to the people that they are representing or the people that, that um, the government represents? And so there, there's a requirement of a written oath that comes all the way back from the Civil War. And if they're missing that, the, the statute reads that all of their acts are void ab initio, as though they didn't happen. Effectively, what you said is right. They're actors. They're not official at all. Well, what about Joe Biden? Yeah, he has a separate oath. It's really interesting. The, his comes from the Constitution itself. Um, from what we can see, there's nothing uh, requiring him to have a written oath of office. Okay, so you're talking then primarily about the cabinet members. Anyone else? Yeah, including the, the quote-unquote vice president. That's why I kept saying I'm not sure I should call him Secretary Austin. He's Mr. Austin. He doesn't, doesn't have that official title if he's not there serving lawfully. And that was the question. We filed a writ quo warranto. It comes from Old England. Show, show your authority. By what authority do you act? And we filed it with the U.S. attorney because one of the things you'll see as you look through the exhibits is the Attorney General's oath of office is defective. Not only is it not notarized, it doesn't have an appointment date. So by the time we filed this writ with the U.S. attorney, um, Lisa's other FOIA came back, and sure enough, he also has a defective oath of office. So who then is serving lawfully? And by the way, sorry, Mike, that's the guy prosecuting the January Sixers. Well, the right of grievance is always is supposed to go for for settlement through the courts, the, the, the attorneys themselves, the attorney general's office, they don't need an oath as well because this is a private club. And the private club is to harvest the people. And so there are a few of us that know, and there are more and more of us that are learning about the grammar 
and they're learning that this is a shipping war, right, through the docking of our birth certificate. All this ties back into the shipping paradigm, which we've, which I've corrected on a grammar level and a hieroglyphic level on a globe, global level to drop this, the citizens of the world out of this shipping war that we've been uh, put into unbeknownst to us when we were docked here, birthed here. So it's, it's still a shipping concealment guise to create harvest because even if there were oaths, they would have to have bills of the ladings on it, and it's, they don't have to have any of that because they know what's up. So, of course, they're not going to take any oaths. Why would they? I was going to make that exact point. Uh, Stuart Rhodes just sentenced to 18 years in prison, uh, apparently under the, quote, authority of an attorney general who you are saying uh, does not have a functioning oath of office, which would lead many people to question whether that attorney general is actually the attorney general or just Mr. Garland's. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, Lisa, you want to chime in? Immediate pushback, emails back. And, you know, but once you submit a FOIA, they are required to respond. So they do respond, but it is in, we're going to send you here, we're going to send you there. You know, they send you every other department but the one that you're inquiring about and where they should have the information. I mean, it, it was, it, it got to be comical, but it isn't because it's horrendous. And very early on, you know, it'd be, it, it's like this light bulb of like, why wouldn't these people have their oath of office? I mean, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't you be proud to, to present your oath of office? It, it should be a, a, a very easy task to provide. And another thing that's very important to note, which I, I wasn't aware of the importance of, I mean, I was aware of it, but just the, the profound significance of the Federal Register. Every single uh, appointee has to file their um, oath of office, notarized, or their affidavit. Just I always forget what it's called. Uh, if they choose not to get it notarized, the... Uh, There's a substitute. It's sworn under penalty of perjury. Thank you. But those have to be filed within 30 days with the Federal Register of their appointment. And uh, recently, the FOIA uh, um, agency, or... Um, has closed the ability to FOIA to the Federal Register. Mm -hmm. Wow, so closing the door to protect the secrecy. Yeah. But let me, so let me, I, I have a lot of questions. I'm sure our audience will uh, as well. But question number one is if I go to the Federal Registry or if I were able to and look at, let's say, Trump's cabinet, uh, all those officials have oaths of office on file? Well, he's now archived because he's no longer, you know, he's a previous president. So he, he and I have, we FOIA'd for those. Very lovely letter back from his, from a representative saying that, I mean, very official, like they should be. All these other letters have not been, typos and, uh, you know, different things. Um, they are not able to provide those yet because they're setting up the, his library, but they will as soon as they're able to um, because I don't quite understand why they wouldn't still be in the register, but... I These people that are talking on this audio are all putting some kind of stock in the Federal Register. And the Federal Register is a place where bills of the lading are laden and unladen for a cargo of words to be stored. However, the Federal Register lost its authorization to even exist as a holding storage facility because the position 
of Title 39, Section 101, Subsection A and Subsection B were breached by the post office in the 2000 presidential election. And so what's happening here is that these are people that think they're pretty educated, these attorneys or whoever's speaking here, Adams or whoever, whoever these people are, and they can't figure it out. They're, they're, they're close, but they can't figure it out that the very place that they're going to authenticate is the fraud. And so they're blinded by subject matter interpretation of subject matter of an oath and failing to look at the administrative mechanics of a Federal Register for a storage facility for a bill of lading. Because the Federal Register gets its authorization through the Department of Transportation, which gets its authorization from the Post Office, who breached Title 39, Section 101, Subsection A and Subsection B in the presidential election of 2000 when the United States government ceased to exist. So it's a really an... Uh, it's a sad thing to watch. You know, these people are very ignorant. So we have ignorant people leading the general public into subject matter inter subject matter of an oath, and yet the administrative mechanics of storage of a Federal Register, the authorization, the credentialing for that just does not exist. It exists because mm -hmm. the flag was copyrighted by David and I before, right before the... the Constitution ended in 1999 on August 12th. So they don't have the right to set up a federal register, nor do they have the right to move a bill of lading. The federal register always gets its authorization through the Department of Transportation. The Department of Transportation gets its authorization from the post office, and that doesn't exist anymore. So the federal register itself is a fraud. This is why they don't have to have oaths. They know exactly what they're doing by changing the language to change the, the concept of an oath, right? D David trained up Kamala. That's a true statement, right? David spent a lot of time with Kamala. She is very gifted in the bankruptcy. She's very, she knows she, she's a good thief. That's why she's been put in position. So these people are using the language because they know it's a grammar issue and they know the authorization. They know they don't have a flag. And it's really quite fascinating to see these people, these uh, influencers here on this, on this audio, talking about something that they just don't understand. They don't have knowledge of, and yet they're leading the general public into a concept of an oath when they're the mechanic to accept an oath because they keep talking about a notary. Well, the reason why they need a notary on there is because it's a shipping issue to move a bill of lading. And the, the public officers and the judges all know that there's no, they don't need to give a notary because there's no bill of lading. It's just all show. It's just all theatrics. So they don't need to show anything because they're not really public officials. So duty, the duty is to, so... The, what most people don't realize is that the money that they collect and harvest from the people does not actually does not actually go to the payment of the government. So what's happening here, and it's been happening since 1999, is independent banking families have been paying through private money to fund the projects of the government and different branches of the government. And that's really what's going on here. I, I do have an answer.
answer to that as well. Like, what we've come to find is that this is rampant, that it probably goes back to 1964. In 1963, on January 10, um, the Communist Manifesto called The Naked Communist was read in congressional record. 55 or so items were listed there. Um, number 13 of which was to eliminate the oath of office. It's like a tick-back exercise. How do you destroy the United States of America? How do you eliminate sovereignty? All the things in Agenda 21 were put there. Mind you, later that year, November 22, 1963, uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. Um, and so as we are, are looking for these various oaths in the states, we're finding missing ones for sheriffs, for governors. We're finding the same thing now throughout the federal government, even in the military. Um, it seems as though uh, officers kind of 06 and higher are missing their oaths of office. It, it's, the statute requires it, right? What we want to know is why don't you have it? How, and we're trying to get to a court to say, hey, judge, you know, you ask them, you subpoena them, you issue the writ. I'm just a private lawyer. But getting to the court is also not such an easy uh, thing to do, given that we're starting to find the oaths of offices of judges are also defective. And when you say defective, uh, does that mean it's missing uh, notarization or missing a signature yes. or what? Amongst other things. Okay. Yeah. Missing notarization is, is the most common one. Um, but, the, but sometimes we found, Lisa can share, that the language has changed. You know, the, these, the language that they have to swear to is a function of statute. Judges have some additional language. Other people, um, Congress people, have three different types of language. Um, but you find sometimes they just substitute it in their own stuff. What? But this is by yeah. statute. Yeah. This is ad-libbing their oaths of office? So, so we had... And, and there were, um, so they take a, a, you know, a ceremonial swearing in. That does not equate or represent or substitute the written oath of office. So we have, count. it doesn't count. Um, Secretary, I'm not even going to call her Secretary, Yellen, Granholm for Energy, and Buttigieg for Transportation, sent links, and uh, Agriculture, uh, Tom Vilsack, um, sent links to either YouTube or C-SPAN, and of their uh, ceremonial swearing in. Two of them have masks on, so you can't even hear them. Um, but that doesn't, and they actually presented it as a question to me, on official letterhead, is this what you're looking for? What? Yes. And so, what, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that last part, Lisa. What was that? Well, so this is very interesting, and I, I think this really does bear weight. Um, Kamala Harris swore them all in. She was the official uh, person. So she recited the oath and then they repeated her. Every single one, and I went through these like 25 times, listened um, to make sure that this is accurate. She switched the wording on the verbal uh, reciting of it for them on each and every one of them. She switched up a different word and it's very subtle, but each one of those have a recited a, an incorrect, inaccurate oath. So, this, first of all, this is fascinating, and I, I can imagine uh, you're digging down this rabbit hole. You're, you're probably uncovering all kinds of little pathways of, of question marks, but there is you know, a contingent of, of people in this country who believe that uh, the 2020 election, of course, was stolen. I mean, I believe it was stolen, but there's another contingent of people who believe that 
the Biden administration is a theatrical right. know, a projection of they're, like they're bluffing. They're all imposters. They're not really in charge. And that there's there's uh, what do they call a continuity of government. Like Trump is still the president and COG is still actually in charge and they're waiting for some big unveiling event or something. I mean, this what you're presenting here kind of actually might feed into that uh, narrative, you could say. Yeah, it, it could. I mean, that that's sort of what we're either that or has, how far has it gone back? You know, did, was Trump not really in office either if, if, if the oaths haven't been properly if they're not properly executed and filed at the, you know within the with the federal register um what is interesting we did which may be to your point um when we when i filed the foia for the chief justice chief judge of the united states district courts in washington dc that's a you know heavy hitter uh james boseberg um it came back shockingly, like within a couple of days, it's defective. I also, uh, that the same day, requested for all of Trump appointees. Now, it wasn't necessary. I mean, it was to compare, but just to see previous judges. We have not gotten anything. That's, it's been two months. So is it possible that we've been living in a, a country that is no longer the constitutional republic that we thought for a very long time? Is that what you're saying? I, Todd can answer that. I mean, it's, it's terrifying to think about. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Exactly right. Can I can I just go back and, and yeah. explain something that's really important? I want people to understand the significance of this. Because trust me, we've had this conversation. I've got co-counsel um, Ken Ferguson, and then Lisa and I, and, and other lawyers in my firm. We've batted this around a lot to understand that one person, right, maybe didn't find a notary to to um, swear their oath in front of. I understand that. But when you see a pattern where all of them didn't do that, then there's a methodology, right? There's a plan to this. And why would one do that? We started flipping through the, the charges um, that might be applicable, including in the, um, impersonating a federal official. But when you get to the jury instructions as they relate to the charges of sedition and treason, what you find is that you have to prove that these persons that you're accusing of treason or sedition had a duty. How does one evidence that they have a duty to the job or to people they represent? It's by a written oath of office. And so if all of these people are missing their oath of office, is it possible that they're trading out in their minds, well, we're not going to hang for treason, but they might get us for impersonating federal officials. That's where right. the, the analysis leads you to. Very yeah. good point. Very good point. And especially in the context of what I believe has been a DOD-created biological weapon that was unleashed right. upon the American people by the military leaders, by uh, people in the bureaucracy, high-level people, uh, including in various agencies, as you know, uh, both of you have documented this. So, those, so perhaps those people, as you just said, Todd, would be concerned that they might, let's say, theoretically, if prosecuted, you know, hang for treason if they had oaths of office. So by design, then, they don't have oaths of office which might lessen some future charge against them? Is that the thinking? The military is funded by private funding, and that is why the military does not have to have an oath of office, because they're not working for the government. They're working for private funding. The private funding has vested, vested interests to continue war theater against the people of the world. 
So it's very sad and rude and mean game that they've been playing to capture the close the governments, not tell the general public that the governments are closed, and then come around the back door through private venture capitalism to create feudal ventures against the people, but the money that they collect from the people, they pocket that as well. So they're po they're pocketing on double on both sides of the ledger, but the money that that people are being collected for taxes are not actually going in to pay the um, the government or the government employees. They're going to private venture capitals as well. So the military is basically admitting here, or space force, I should say, admitting that the funding for them is not coming from the people, but it's coming from private venture capitalists. And so this is you got to, this is why people like Todd Callender and these other people are buffoons because they can't put this together realizing that, oh, wait a minute, there is no military. There actually is not a military. There's no United States military. It ended in 1999, right? It's private venture capital since then to create havoc and steal the citizens' rights because they have no rights because the Constitution ended. And so this is where a contract and what I've done is set up a global meritocracy to sidestep and not be part of that paradigm. They know exactly what's going on here. So they're all in on it against you guys uh, and then against me too. Don't just kid yourself out. They hate me the most. Uh, but they just don't want to acknowledge it because they have to stop and correct as well. So it's quite a tar pit that's been set up for everybody on condition of mind, condition of, of accountability. And, you know, the attorneys, you know, like Todd Callender, because they've seen some of the performances in the federal courthouses on video, uh, get quite concerned about me because uh, I'm going to lock them up too for their false grammar, for their lies against the people.